Good day, everybody. Good to see you. This is Coffee Conversations, your uh, caffeinated place of a smattering on thoughts of life and, and ministry and, and all kinds of things. So welcome. I'm uh, Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. We're doing great today. I had something interesting uh, happen this morning. You know, in the parish office, you're kind of just sitting around. You never know what's going to happen, you know, uh, at any, any point in time. It's kind of what makes uh, parish life interesting. Um, so someone uh, brought in a record table slash CD player slash cassette deck. Wow. Player. No A-track? Uh, this morning. No A-track, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty exciting. So uh, I've been into I've been to records uh, for probably the past seven or eight years. My dad had records, you know, classic rock records, and uh, he had a bunch back in the day. And I've kind of really kind of gotten into it the past couple of years. It's just kind of cool, you know, the the physicalness of everything. Do you have uh, you have records? I do not. Um, but I've lived through the progression of CD or records to CD to um, or cassette tapes. Yeah, you know, and there's this Harry Chapin song that goes, "All my life's a circle," mm-hmm. and it's weird to see it kind of go from records to cassettes to CDs and back to records. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the circle of life. Yep. So I'm glad that you got a chance to uh, to find that. Yeah, me. they've been they they have been really coming back in the past, you know, ten fifteen years, uh, especially. I know the the record plus pressing plants can't keep up with wow. you know the demand even. I actually was gonna. I was. I, be, I was gonna get a, a rock record. It was coming from Texas, and they've just been delayed and delayed because of COVID. Yeah. And then, and then, if, and then I don't know the if you heard. They, or... Yeah, but then I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard they had that that ice storm, um, you know, like a couple of days ago. So like, here's another thing that's keeping our <laughs> records from getting out. But yeah. hey, you know. But you know, it's it's interesting. I'm gonna. So it's. I don't know if the turntable works on this little table. Uh, I think it might have been why they why, why they donated it, but hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get it working and um, and use it. I don't know if I have room in my office, but hey. Well, it looks nice though. It, it's exciting. It has a nice cabinet yeah. to it. Yeah, it's kind of wood wood grain, and um, uh, it'll it'll fit. It'll fit. So if not, we'll certainly find a good home uh, mm-hmm. for it. But hey, you know, it's always exciting. It's snowing outside. We've got a beautiful scenic, beautiful scenic day today. Yeah. I know the maintenance guys have been. Been super, super at work, keeping all the the, the plows drive, the dr- drives uh, plowed and everything. But yep, it looks great though. Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, I just have my little, uh, little the little front stoop of the rectory. I'll, Father Joe and I, we we keep it pretty clean. So oh, that's good. No, we have a guy who comes and plows the driveway. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I tried doing snow blowers and you know the um, lawn mower with the plow on it Mm -hmm. it's just it's easier to have somebody come and do it for five minutes oh yeah so oh yeah but you don't get a good workout yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) so that's when i call my son-in-law to come over (laughs) yeah teamwork indeed teamwork makes the dream work indeed nice yeah so i hope everyone's having a good lens so far we're uh, a few days into it uh, Ash Wednesday went pretty well here uh, at the parish. I thought it was very interesting. I, I so we we did ashes differently this year. We did um, you know sprinkling on the head, and not uh, you know uh, on the forehead. So sprinkling on ashes on the top of the head, you know, because of COVID and and all this stuff. I actually I think I liked it a lot. Just kind of in processing it, it seemed um, less sensical. 
you know, there's something of sense of like having, you know, having the ashes on your forehead. People can see it and it's, you have that kind of witness aspect. Mm-hmm. But then ironically in the gospel is always like, you know, um, Jesus is calling people hypocrites for you know being very external about their fasting and being very external. And I think we've always had to explain somehow why we're doing an external sign and the gospel says, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I did like this. I thought it was Father Joe had done it in the morning. And Maureen was telling me that he like sprinkled it in the sign of the cross on people's heads, oh, yeah. which I thought was really cool. So yeah. we were sprinkling in the sign of the cross, but I, I did think it was kind of a, a little bit deeper of a symbol. Yeah. And I don't know, just in the process of doing it too, um, I it felt more ancient to me. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that would have been done by, you know, the people of the ancient or the Christians of the ancient world, you know, just... Because in the scriptures, you know, people sit in sackcloth and ashes and, you know, I don't know, just, you know, having it on top of your head. I don't know. It just, it was just very interesting. So, yeah. And I, I thought it was, like you said, more um, true to the sign that if somebody was a, created a public sin, they had to sit outside the church yeah. in ashes. Yeah. Now I'm glad we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> we can just go to reconciliation and don't have to worry about ashes. But I, I did think it was more authentic to the symbol. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, we'll see. It'll be interesting to hear people's reflections um, on it as well. And maybe who knows? We'll see what happens next year. And you know, sometimes you know, developments in our in our in our, our ritual and developments in our faith life can help us to see it in a new way. So maybe you know, this providentially could be a a good thing for the church. And I think what I've heard from at least listening to uh, the Catholic Channel and their talk radio. Um, as well as people, you know, in our family or in the parish, is there's so many traditions mm-hmm. that we couldn't do this year. You know, and I think sometimes we we get lulled into this, it's the tradition that's important mm-hmm. and not the inner yeah. uh, movement of our lives that's important. And I think God allows these earthquakes to happen in our life to take us a little bit deeper into what's the meaning. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 The traditions and the rituals, they're, they're, they're seeking to lead us to something, you know, lead us to experience something. And they're, they are good in of themselves, especially things that have been done for, um, you know, mm-hmm. years and centuries. Um, but yeah, there, there's something deeper that they're leading us to. Mm-hmm. So any, any time we can be in touch with that, you know, is a, is a helpful thing. Yeah. So nice. Well, before we get into our topic, you know, I uh, I came across this morning, and uh, so it's the office of reading. So as as priests, uh, priests and religious, uh, we pray this thing called the breviary. It's a big book uh, of of prayers, and there it's the Psalms and and different things. And we pray, you know, we make a promise at our ordination to pray a, a number of times a day. So uh, it's like four or five four or five times a day. It takes about you know fifteen minutes, uh, 10, 15 minutes or so each time. And there's one of the prayers is called the Office of Readings. And so there's some psalms, and then there's a, a reading uh, from a scripture, and then a reading from a writing of a saint. And today's, um, today's writing was from St. Leo the Great. And I just wanted to share it with us as we kind of begin our, our Lenten season. I, th- I thought it was kind of um, inspiring uh, and, and hopeful to me in my own, in my own journey. So here's the, here's, here's the quote. Initially, men are made new by rebirth, by the rebirth of baptism. Yet there is still required a daily renewal to repair the shortcomings of our moral nature. 
and whatever degree of progress has been made, there is no one who should not be more advanced. All must therefore strive to ensure on the day of redemption that no one may be found in the sins of his former life. Dear friends, what the, the Christian should be doing at all times should now be done with greater care and devotion, so that the Lenten fast, enjoined by the apostles, may be fulfilled, not simply by abstinence from food, but above all, by the renunciation uh, of sin. So and this is written by uh, St. Leo the Great um, a number of years ago. And I thought it was just kind of an encouragement uh, to, you know, to go deeper. You know, that this Lenten season is, a, is a really a, an opportunity for us to, to look at our lives and look at the places where our life isn't quite united with God. And not just to give up chocolate, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, and kind of just kind of do things that make us look Catholic, but to really have our lives be transformed as we move towards Easter. Um, so I don't know, I just, I find it very uh, kind of inspiring this morning. And I like the fact that he looks at, at our baptism, all of our sins are forgiven. Right. But we still wrestle with sin. So how do we, how do we try to deal with louding God's, um, grace come into our life mm-hmm. by trying to get rid of some of these distractions. Yeah. Um, and fasting is one of those ways to do it, either fasting from food or um, social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just habits we have, mm-hmm. you know, things we just kind of fall into and take for granted and, uh, and all that. Yeah. And I think, I think it helps to highlight that, you know, the life of faith, the life of faith and growth towards God is a process, you know, that our baptism kind of unravels in our life, like kind of what happened, mm-hmm. you know, when we were baptized, you know, uh, it's, it's a process, you know, realizing, you know, kind of who we are and what our, what our happiness is, is rooted in, you know, ultimately is it God or, or, or the world. So, so speaking of, uh, fasting and, uh, and intercession, we want to talk a little bit today uh, about intercessory prayer. So as we're beginning uh, this this Lenten season, we're, we, one of the things we have is is fasting. You know, and why would we? Why do we fast? You know, there's there's a couple different uh, reasons for it, but I think one of the reasons um, that can be really helpful is this reality of intercessory prayer of intercession. What would you say? You know, intercessory prayer. You know, is uh, Deacon Bob? For me, it's. I think the word intercessor means standing in the gap between mm-hmm. the person you're praying for and for God. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in my younger days, when we used to do like prayers for healing and and prayers where people would ask us to pray, I would just kind of tell God what I think God needed to do for this person. Mm-hmm. Now I find myself just putting that person into God's care and saying, God, take care of them. Yeah. You know, it's just placing that person into God's care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's different, you know, we, when we say we, you know, we pray as, as Christians, um, that's, that's a truth, a general truth. And we all can also say that we can, we can pray in specific ways. So there's different kinds of prayer. Uh, and I think we kind of know this intuitively, uh, but it kind of naming it is helpful. So mm-hmm. we can pray uh, prayers of blessing, prayers of thanksgiving, uh, prayers of petition, uh, prayers of intercession. Um, so that, you know, when we talk to God, essentially prayer, what is prayer? Talking to God, mm-hmm. our conversation with him. Well, we can, we can talk to him in, in different ways. And intercession, you know, is that, 
it's, it's kind of it's a prayer of petition. So we're asking God for something, mm-hmm. but we're asking for God. We're asking God for something on behalf of someone else. Uh, that's how the the, the catechism uh, would would um, would describe it. So the uh, Catechism twenty six thirty four says intercession is the prayer petition, which leads us to pray uh, as Jesus did. You know, and Jesus was doing that himself. He was always praying on behalf of uh, on behalf of the world, on behalf of sinners, mm-hmm. um, because he wanted them. He knew what they needed, but they needed a little a little divine uh, help, a little grace to uh, to accomplish those things and and to really um, to grow more fruitfully uh, in their lives. So we can pray on behalf of other people. I think one image uh, that kind of comes to my mind when I've when I've talked about intercessory prayer is like say you know, you have a dad and, and two kids, uh, and and one of the and one of the kids maybe hurts themselves outside on the on the playground or or right riding their bike or something, and 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 the one uh, and the brother or sister you know they they see that their their brother and sister you know has hurt themselves and they and they need something. Well, one of the things that they could do, certainly they can go over and ask, you know, how are you doing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of be with them in that moment. Uh, but also, what is, what is the next in, instinct, you know, of a kid to do is to run to their dad, you know, to, to, run, to, their, to run to their parent and, uh, and, and tell them, hey, you know, so-and-so just hurt themselves and they need your, and they need your help. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, there's something in a, in, a, in a parent's heart, a father's heart that, you know, really loves their children. Yeah, in a very deep way, but loves when, you know, a, a child comes to them on behalf of someone else and that they always want to help their kids at all times. Uh, but and it's kind of, a, it's a unique moment for them. I think just seeing the fact that your child is caring for somebody else is huge. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why God wants us to intercede for each other. There's the quote from, I think it's Matthew chapter 18, verses 18, 19, and 20. Yeah. Um, that says, whenever two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, Jesus is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That the two or three are an important part of that prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you, where, would you, where else in Scripture would you say we can see, you know, kind of this reality of, of intercession, of, you know, kind of praying for other people? Well, I know we've both talked about the paralytic. Why yeah. don't you take the lead on that one? Yeah, yeah. So the so you can see, you know, people are at least in the, especially in the Gospels, you know, people are always bringing each other to Jesus, especially once they realize that Jesus is this guy who can heal, who can um, drive out demons, can do all kinds of crazy things. You know, there's there's lots of people who bring people on on their behalf to Jesus. So the story of the paralytic, you know, is this, this guy who's you know, obviously he's paralyzed and. He has he has some amigos that that, that are living with him and, and notice his situation, and they want to bring him to Jesus. But you know, there's there's tons of people in this house where he is, so they end up you know opening up the roof and lowering him in, you know, uh, through the roof on this stretcher and everything, and Jesus ends up healing him and forgiving his sins. But I think it's just a great image of, you know, how all we need to do is just bring whatever the situation is to Jesus, and and then he knows what's needed and 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 fixes the heals the situation in whatever way but but i wonder how those guys felt you know well i always pictured that story i taught sophomores for a very long time yeah and i could see sophomores climbing on a roof taking the roof (laughs) apart lowering the guy down and then jesus says you know your sins are forgiven 
And I could see the guys just screaming down through the roof. Yeah, but we want to go fishing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you help them walk? <laughs> um, that sometimes we ask Jesus for something for our friends, and and we don't get what we ask for, but Jesus gives them what they need. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is one of my favorite stories. How about? Do you have any other ones that? Yeah. So that, and then you know, I think. Uh, you know the Roman centurion. You know, just uh, asking on behalf of his, you know, of his servant who needs who needs healed, and just having that trust in in Jesus that he's going to do what he needs to do, and 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 just I don't know, just to kind of think about you know, kind of what goes on in these own people's hearts uh, about you know not they're not the ones being healed, but at the same time you know they're participating in it in a real way. Mm-hmm. And just kind of ha- what happens within them. And. Another favorite story is Martha and when Lazarus dies. Yeah. You know, she goes and calls Jesus and Jesus comes and and she knows that Jesus is the resurrection, but she's crying, everybody's crying, and Jesus eventually cries, moved. Yeah. Um and, and it just says that Jesus wept. And then Jesus prays out loud and he says, Father, you know, we give you glory and Right before he invites Lazarus to come out, he tells his father, I know you know all this, but yeah. I'm just saying it out loud so everybody else can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I think our praying out loud for people is really important. Mm-hmm. That God knows what we need, but I think there's a strength when we ask for mm-hmm. God to enter the situation. Yeah. No, Totally. Yeah, I mean, God wants us a part of the process, you know, because it's when we're a part of the process, you know, more things happen than we realize. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's, you know, we can we can pray we can and, and intercede with our words, and I think in this Lenten season it can also be a reminder that we can intercede with um, our bodies and with our lives. So we we've we've been created right, and we have bodies. Maybe that's something we um, take for granted at different times. And, you know, if we've been created with bodies, you know, we can pray with our bodies. And we, we do this whether we realize it or not, you know, when we come to Mass. You know, we, we sit, we stand, um, we kneel, we listen, mm-hmm. um, we receive, you know, the Eucharist. You know, we, we use our bodies all the time in prayer. Um, and I think one of the interesting things of Lent is that we can fast. And fasting isn't just, you know, again, just making us feel guilty about the mm-hmm. good things of the world, but can be a real prayer and that, as we enter into the sufferings of fasting from whatever it is, whether uh, food or entertainment or you know, just certain habit or whatever, we can offer that suffering in a real way uh, on behalf of other people who are dealing with something real in their lives, you know, uh, or uh, injustices that happen, you know, in our world, you know, that uh, grace may be available, you know, for these people, for these situations, and we trust that. You know, God will, will he, and we trust and know that God always hears our prayers. Um, but I think that could just be a very helpful way of entering into fasting this Lent instead of just like, oh, I do this thing. You know, it, there could be a real reason for it. I agree. Um, I know for me, I'm always hungry. Yeah. Um, and fasting helps me to go, oh, God, I'm hungry. <laughs> that whole prayer of yeah. that when you're hungry, it invites you to pray and, and seek yeah. God in whatever the situation is. Mm. And I think as we've come out of or in the midst of this pandemic, there's so many things we're fasting from, like mm-hmm. restaurants or mm. being with people we love. Mm-hmm. That helps us 
again, to call God into that suffering, into that, I really would rather do something else, but God, I need you to be here now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's hard, but it's good. Yeah, and it allows us to feel the prayer that we're, or we're trying to pray too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and again, because we have bodies and we have emotions and feelings and desires, and, and those are good things, uh, even if they seem to be negative, you know, in the sense of you know, kind of suffering, but um, that can be a real, uh, can be a real prayer. But I think that's something about Christianity is we see some blessing in the suffering. So mm-hmm. instead of just suffering and go, you know, like life is just awful, right. um, we can look at Jesus and go, well, right now it's suffering, but we know there's a resurrection coming. Or right. There's some kind of right. joy that will come out of this suffering, mm-hmm. even though it's really hard at the moment. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I'm just thinking about a bunch of other things I could say, you know, on fasting and that, but we don't have so much time. But, um, you know, I think this leads to, you know, so we can pray and we can intercede. And I think this ultimately comes together, you know, in our celebration of the Mass. You know, yet the, the Mass, the celebration of the Eucharist, you know, the Church says is, is the best way that we can pray as Christians. There are a lot of good ways to pray, mm-hmm. but this is the best way we can pray. Because we're encountering, you know, the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, right, you know, in time and space as we celebrate, you know, uh, the Eucharist. And one thing that we can do is offer a mass for someone, you know, so they're, that they are the mass intention. And I think this is super important to realize that, you know, we don't just do the mass for any reason to, you know, kind of just make us look Catholic, but we do it, well, for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons we, we pray mass is to pray for something, for someone, either living or dead. Um, that every mass has to have a mass intention. Uh, if it's not, you know, for, offered by someone in, from the parish, you know, the priest has to has to have an intention. So we pray for people, and it's the best way we can do that. And and sometimes I'm I don't know if we're as aware of that, especially maybe I'm speaking for my generations. You know, I, I know it's not something I've really done a whole ton in my life really, to offer masses for my my relatives, my family. You know, but I think it's something we need to recover. And I think it's slowly that's coming back. My hope would be that you know if somebody in your family dies. You can go to the parish office and request a mass to be said. Yeah. Or sometimes there's even a mass intention, which I thought was kind of cool, like for the, a specific family. Yeah. Which covers a whole lot of bases. Sure. But um, I think that's a really good practice, maybe that if somebody's struggling with, they're praying for somebody, that they can yeah. come and ask for a mass to be said for them. Exactly. You know, and then it keeps on our mind, like, who should I be praying for? Mm-hmm. You know, so it kind of keeps us, um, kind of keeps us um, kind of on top of things in our spiritual life and really uh, kind of doing that. So, yeah, so that's just a little thought there. On that note, uh, we'll, I think we'll end our time uh, with a little prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day. Thanks and praise for the gift of our lives, of our church, of our faith. Um, for all those in our lives um, who who move us and who touch us and are just so uh, important, we pray on behalf of anyone in our life who is suffering and who is, is struggling. That on on their behalf, we just ask for your grace and your your strength and your healing to be poured upon them, uh, that they may become uh, even more fully who you've been, who you've called to them to be, as baptized sons and daughters uh, of the Father who look to no one else or nothing else other than you uh, for their complete uh, fulfillment uh, and joy. We ask you to keep us safe in this week, and we just give you thanks for all you have done and all you will continue to do. 
We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. By the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. There may be an image that might be helpful for people praying for someone is just lowering that person down in front of Jesus, like that paralytic mm-hmm. image. Or just imagine Jesus just hugging that person. Yeah. And that God will take good care of them. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan, all right? Everybody this week, let's uh, keep the prayers going, keep the fasting going, and and uh, trust that God's going to do some some great things in us. So. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you soon. All right. God bless. Bye-bye.